and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. She says she sees through me. And I find that confusing truth be lost in all this Morning, good morning, wake up grinders. It's the morning grind podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. You got the weekend grind crew here with you guys today. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, the man goat, Travis Mangone. How you doing today, Travis? Yeah, it's uh, pretty good, man. Uh, do, doing pretty well. We got uh, we got some uh, you know NFL around the corner. Uh, we got baseball tonight, so uh, you know that's always great. Baseball's been a good season; only two months left, but we got the NFL around the corner, and then we have uh, you know the uh, golf major. So lots of DFS coming. Preseason football this week. It's gonna be a pretty uh, pretty fun DFS week. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy for football. Uh, as we mentioned on the Weekend Grind podcast, Seth Yates, uh, very own Seth Yates, has a nice preseason package for you guys. I believe it's twenty bucks. Is that right, Travis? Yeah, I think it's yeah twenty bucks in the marketplace. Pretty good, uh, pretty good content. So definitely head over there and grab that if you can. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pumped for preseason though, man. It's been some pretty, uh, it's been some pretty easy money the past uh, past couple of years since I've done it. So uh, pretty excited for the uh, preseason. And uh, you'll be contributing to that in some some capacity, right? Yeah, a little bit, not a, not a ton, but yeah, mainly uh, mainly Seth. He's yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be doing a ton of ton of stuff for that and i'll be helping out a little bit with podcasts so that'll be fun yeah definitely definitely worth a look i mean seth yates uh really knows his preseason nfl that's the guy to go to if you need some help with some preseason nfl if you've never done it before definitely different than uh main season nfl different animal so you definitely want to get some insight there some glean insight a nice edge to have in your contest so give it a look and try out some preseason nfl We'll be covering uh, for Stevie here and for Siege. We got, uh, like I said, you know, here, Josh and Travis. Give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, at Travis M A N G O N E. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this podcast is brought to you, uh, sponsored by Playdraft. Uh, now, I've known Jeremy for a while now. Great guy. Put together a great site. And, and it's looking really exciting this year for play drafts, especially for NFL. Really looking forward to it. They have some cool best ball drafts going on and other things. You can sign up with the promo code GRINDERS if you haven't signed up already. Get some cool bonuses. You can check that out on the Roto Grinders page. See what you'd get. Travis, uh, what do you think about play draft? Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of play draft. It's a lot of fun, just a different format, a way to get uh, you know exposure to different types of players. And I've been really liking it a lot. I mean, we play it for baseball, right, and do the baseball shows, and that's fun. But I've been kind of getting into golf a lot on here uh, recently. Just want to talk about that a little bit. Man, the head-to-heads are pretty easy, in my opinion, and uh, like the three-mans and stuff, just because uh, the the, the projections on players are just way off like john rom is still like just buried uh you know down in the price tier and there's just like a ton of like european players that are just like projected super low i mean there's a nice edge over there to do that so make sure to head over there and like give some golf uh you know uh action uh in on play draft it's just a pretty uh 
pretty good uh, pretty good time for me at least so far i've done very well at it and uh you know i'm gonna keep attacking it so far so definitely uh, head over and check that out and of course the baseball as well uh you know it's, it's always a fun time uh, we do it on the shows uh during the weekend i think uh, a lot of people enjoy it yeah for sure uh, anything new in the wmba going on travis Nah, nothing new with WNBA. Just, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just pumped for preseason football, man. Just glad to have it back. All right, all right, very cool. We've got a, a big slate here for MLB. Uh, we have some early games. We have a five-game early slate over on DraftKings. Fanduel has it split up a little bit differently with a very early and an early slate. And then, of course, we got the main slate locking at seven o'clock. Uh, so, you know, lots of ways you can play today. You know, depending on on which way you want to go. Seven o five p.m. Eastern time is the main slate. So if you want to play the early games, we'll, we'll give you some coverage on those too, and then we'll cover the main slate for you guys. Uh, anything else you want to mention here, Travis, before we hop into the analysis? No, let's hop right in. All right, so we're going to start with the early games. Uh, we always start with uh, the pitching, so we'll start. we're going to go game by game here. We'll start with the pitching, then we'll move on to the bats in that game. First game on the slate, we've got the Rockies at the Indians in Cleveland, locking at 12.10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, nine and a half run over under, big, you know, big scoring game projected here. Uh, implied run total for these Indians, uh, f- just over five runs. So, uh, you know, it looks like there's going to be some runs scored here. Uh, we have Antonio Sensatella going against Trevor Bauer. Now, uh, Trevor Bauer, you know, ground ball pitcher, a uh, guy that I've really been a fan of in certain matchups. Uh, ground balls are ridiculous, you know, 47% against righties, uh, almost 48 uh, 44% against lefties, has a nice healthy K rate of 28.7% against righties this season over the league average there. And these Rockies bats striking out at a rate of 21.2% against righties this season. When you take them out of cores, you know, kind of like it's kind of like kryptonite for them. They don't hit as well away from home. Obviously, core is the best hitting environment in Major League Baseball. So you take away that altitude, definitely takes away some of the pop of these bats. Uh, we just saw Corey Kluber. Now I know Kluber is a beast in his own right, and no Bowers, no Kluber. But I think he could have an efficient game here. I think I'd have some interest in him on the early slate. I think on short two-game slates here, he's certainly uh, the top option here um, on this slate. So uh, I, I would definitely lean towards some Trevor Bauer. Uh, on the flip side of that, I don't think I have any interest in Sensatella here. Uh his ground balls have been solid this season at 50%, but, you know, below average K rate. Uh, you know, Sierra has been uh, pushing for over four, almost pushing five against the lefties here. And, uh, you know, they just don't strike out a ton in Cleveland. 19.2% strikeout rate um, or 20% strikeout rate. 24 to righties, but, uh, you know, they're projected to score a lot of runs here. They're healthy now. And that, you know, I think this is a spot where they could turn it around. I, I wouldn't be, uh, like, afraid of, of picking certain righties against this Cleveland squad. But I don't think Sensatel is the guy for me here. But, Travis, how do you feel about this pitching matchup here? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, Bauer is, uh, I think, he's a good play on this uh, small slate. Uh, and then I also think, uh, you know, Stacking up the Indians is a great idea against Sensatella. Like, uh, Sensatella uh, is in a spot where uh, he could definitely struggle against the Indians. Uh, the Indians have a 5.33 run total, and their lineup's back to being pretty loaded. I mean, they got, you know, Kipnis, Lindor, Brantley, Jose Ramirez, Edwin, Carlos Santana, and, like, bottom of the order then with, like, Zimmer, Almonte, Perez isn't bad to mix into. Like, all these guys are in play as, as stacks, but I mean, looking towards the top of the lineup, I think, for me. Uh, Rocky's side of the ball, even against Trevor Bauer, I just think there's better spots. I think I'm just going to stay away from them. Don't think it's necessary. Uh, it's parked downgrade for them. Colorado struggles uh, on the on the road, uh, and I just think this is easy. Just play Trevor Bauer, play the Indians, and fade the Rockies. 
Yeah, I think it's as simple as that for me, too, especially those lefty bats in Cleveland where Sensatella really struggles. So I definitely want to get some Kipnis in my lineup, some Brantley in there, some Jose Ramirez, who's just been phenomenal this season, uh, even some Bradley Zimmer I like a lot, and some Carlos Santana if you want to sprinkle him in. But I think, you know, E5 still in play. Oh, Lindor, too. Yeah, this whole lineup's in play. Stack, I'd stack up Cleveland here against Sensatella. I think that's the spot you want to go in this early slate. Um, so definitely, definitely where you want to go is get these Cleveland bats in. And like I said, Bauer for pitching. And I agree on fading the Rockies here. Um, if you really want to get cute, maybe you could get a couple of the lefties in, maybe some Blackman, uh, maybe some para, but I, I'm not going to go that route. Only in tournaments, you might want to consider that, but, uh, in cash for sure, definitely staying away from the Colorado bats. Uh, anything else you want to mention about this game before we move on to the next one, Travis? No, yeah, let's uh, let's head over to the next one. All right, so uh, the next one we got the Texas Rangers in City Field, the New York against the Mets. We've got a over under, another big over under, nine and a half runs. Uh, favorite is going to the Mets, slightly slight favorite here, minus one sixteen on the money line. We got Rafael Montero uh, throwing at home for the Mets, going against Martin Perez. Uh, a guy that you know we're just trying to figure out, like, should we stack? You know, you know, like, do you, how do you play against him? Because he doesn't always get blown up, but when he does, he, he gets blown up pretty good. Just a weird spot here, but um, you know, the one thing to look at against Martin Perez here is the matchup is very solid as far as the Mets. Um, they struggle against left-handed pitching this season. Uh, even you know most of these batters are on a smaller sample size, but uh, they strike out a rate of 27.2 percent against lefties this season. Even with that, though, the Woba's still up at 340. The ice is still up at 244. Um, you know, so even though they do strike out a good amount against lefties, they still hit the ball really well against lefties too, and uh, and they walk a lot too against lefties, pushing 10 percent, 9.3 percent walk rate here against lefties. Um, and Martin Perez. You know, I just kind of wish he was a better lefty here because, you know, we look at these numbers, 12.2% strikeout rate against righties, 9% walk rate, you know, Sierra up over five. Uh, just not a guy that I really would want to play here. And it's unfortunate because uh, it's kind of like a waste, uh, you know, having a lefty here against uh, the Mets. And on the flip side of that, we have Rafael Montero, who I mentioned. Now, Montero is a guy that has good strikeout stuff, 24% against righties, you know, 19% against lefties. Uh, that Sierra, which is barely over four against lefties, under four against righties at 3.7. Uh, you know, the only thing that's really concerning to me is this high Woba against righties at uh, 385. But the, the ground balls are there. Uh, you know, his walk rate's up too. You know, he struggles with control around 12%. Now, with that said, these Texas hitters strike out at a rate of 24% against righties, uh, even with the 334 Woba and the 233 ISO. Uh, that strikeout rate is still something you know to look at, and when they're away from home in that t- that hot Texas environment, um, you know, City Field mostly favors pitchers. You know, it, it favors pitchers for the most part. Uh, so I think that this is a spot where uh, we can consider Montero as an SP two on DraftKings, but uh, as far as having him as your only pitcher on Fanduel, I think I'd stay away from that. And in tournaments, I wouldn't mind picking on him a little bit with the left-handed bats. Uh, but uh, we'll get into the bats after I hear your pitching analysis. Travis, how do you feel about the pitchers here? Yeah, um, I won't play Martin Perez. And, um, 
I think uh, Rafael Montero is interesting as an SP2 against Texas. Uh, Texas is a team that isn't, normally plays in a really good ballpark for hitting, and they get a negative shift. I just think this is a spot where I get Montero. Uh, you know, he can struggle with the walks and whatnot, but Texas, uh, they can swing and miss pretty poorly. Uh, and, you know, there's some strikeout upside here at 5,400. Uh, so I think that uh, I don't mind Montero as like a SP2 option uh, on this small, uh, small slate on DraftKings five games late. Yeah, and now as far as these bats go, um, I think that we'd have to start on the Mets side here. And uh, when you look at these Mets bats, uh, one guy that always stands out for us against uh, lefties is Wilmer Flores. Now he's got a 241 ISO, 313 Woba. Guy just absolutely mashes lefties. He's a career lefty masher. Does well in city field against lefties too. So uh, small walk rate here too at 2.3%. The guy goes up there swinging, man, you know, so... Uh, I, I think that Flores is certainly a top option on the slate going against Martin Perez. And another guy that hits uh, lefties really well is uh, Cespedes. And, you know, hit a nice home run yesterday, too. So getting back on track. 365 Woba, 323 ISO, huge ISO, lots of pop in that bat. So uh, I think the two guys I would really be targeting hard here would be Cespedes and Flores. And I wouldn't mind some DRNO either uh, if you're looking for a cheap catcher here on this slate. 278 ISO and 433 Woba. Guy guy has a lot of pop in his bat too. And um, I believe that he had a home run yesterday too. So, you know, back on track, hitting the ball well. I think the three of these righties are probably my top options on the Mets side of the ball. Now, uh, as we mentioned with Montero, you know, we, we kind of like him as an SP too. But I, I think there's some merit to putting some of these lefties in play, like some Chu and some Mazzara, maybe some Odor, perhaps some Joey Gallo, who's, who's red hot again, hitting the ball hard. Um, so these, you know, if, if you're going to pick anyone from these, this Rangers lineup, I'd say just stick to the lefties. But that's where I'm at in the hitting. How about you, Travis? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of simple. I think with the Mets, you may, like, you know, most of those righties are what I'd play uh, if I was stacking them. Uh, I mean, I'm probably not going to stack against uh, Perez here. I'll probably just like take like a couple of righties here. And they're like, I like the Cespedes Flores, uh, you know, combo is just uh, two guys to pair together. And um, if you're going to play the Texas side of the ball, like if you decide to play the Texas side of the ball, I think you make sure you stack them up. Like, I mean, there's, there's home run upside there. And normally with like the home run upside that we can see, um, you know, like, with all that home run upside against Montero, it's like the walks are what what can really hurt him. Like uh, Montero can walk a ton of guys, and then uh, you know once he's got the bases loaded, like, Gallo can just take him yard, right? Like uh, Mazzara, some of these lefties can really just take it out of the park. And uh, the Mets ballpark is more of a pitcher's park, but it is good for. Uh, so I do think that's uh, definitely possible. Also, Martin Perez gave you some BBP because I know uh, Siege and Stevie love the BBP, so I want to give it a little shout out here. Martin Perez, five for thirteen for Jonas Cespedes, so uh, one double, uh, one triple, no homers. But uh, you know, I figured uh, I mentioned that, and three for five for Estrella Cabrera. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think going like the Cabrera, Flores, and Cespedes on the Mets side of the ball is what I would do. And if I do play Texas, which I don't think I'm gonna, but if I did, uh, I'd want to make sure stack them up just because Montero can really struggle with walks and then uh, easily let one out of the park and that Mets bullpen is terrible uh, keep that in mind same with the Rangers the Rangers bullpen is not that great either so uh, this is de- there's definitely some stackability uh, on both sides of these balls because of those bullpens too as well all right uh, anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the next game uh nope that's better let's head over to the next one all right now we got Seattle and Oakland uh Mariners going against the Athletics nine and a half over under, you know, it seems like the over under of the day for the early slate here. Um, so we've got Gallardo going against Jarrell Cotton, 
And uh, the Athletics are a slight, slight favorite, at minus 110 on the money line. Uh, you know, really not much here to, to, to work with, in my opinion, uh, as far as the pitching goes. I think that uh, both these guys are pretty easy fades. Gallardo just struggling this season. Uh, strikeout rate's just non-existent, like at 15%. Walk rate up at 10%. And uh, I know I'm with 354 Woba, it's righties. Sierra 4.5 across the board. Uh, just not a guy that I'm going to have any interest in here. And then on, on the other side of that, um, you've got Jarrell Cotton. And, uh, you know, his his strikeout rate has been, you know, floating around that 20% mark. Walk rate around 7%. Does walk lefties a ton at 14%. Really, you know, his, his kryptonite here is against lefties. He does fairly well. He fares pretty well against uh, righties. Even though it's five ball percent, he's a fly ball pitcher. His fly ball percent up over 40%. Being in Oakland kind of helps that, you know, the fact that he has a, a pitcher's park here. But the lefties is where he really struggles. And and the thing is here with these um, with these uh, Seattle hitters is that they have a good amount of lefties in this lineup that can hit. You know, you've got Alonzo, you've got Cano, you've got Seager, you've got Gamel, you know, you've got Dyson. These guys are all lefties. Martin, like, you know, these guys are all lefties that Cotton's going to have to face. He, he may very well walk into a lineup that has, uh, you know, six or seven lefties here. Um, so uh, for that reason, I think I'm going to have to fade Cotton just because I don't have any faith in him against lefties. But how about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, I just think it's pretty simple. You don't play these pitchers at all. And uh, I don't know. It's one of those games where, like, I don't really have a lot of interest in the pitchers. And I'm not, like, in love with all the hitters. I mean, I should be, but I'm not in love with them. They're okay. I think I'll sprinkle, maybe sprinkle them in. But uh, I much prefer, like, going with the Indians or, like, the game before, uh, personally. And, you know, just, I don't know. Which bats are you, like, super interested in? I think, uh, you know, I think Chris Davis is maybe one of them. Uh, I, I know... Uh, I know he can struggle sometimes, but I think this is a good spot for him to hit a home run here. Uh, and then on the Mariner side of the ball, like uh, probably like against Cotton, like I don't know, like Alonzo, even like a Nelson Cruz. Like if you have the money for Nelson Cruz, I mean he's been hitting most of his home runs this year against righties. Uh, I get you know uh, people still want him against lefties, obviously, but even against righties, he can still smash the ball. I don't know. This game is just one of those spots where I think I'm just gonna like take maybe like a power bat or two and just move on. I don't really want to touch it much. Well, you know, there's two guys that have Gallardo against Chris Davis, in my opinion, is such a good matchup because these two guys both have reverse splits, you know. So Gallardo struggling against righties more than he does against lefties, and, and this Oakland lineup gets very lefty heavy at times. Um, I think Chris Davis, with his 300 ISO and 364 Woba, is certainly in play against Gallardo. The only real concern against, you know, with Chris Davis, you know, other than the park downgrade, is that strikeout percentage of a uh, 32%. That strikeout rate's huge, so he does strike out a third of the time when he goes up the bat. So have to keep that in mind. But Gallardo's not really a strikeout pitcher, so uh, I think that balances out. I think Chris Davis is a, is a fine play on the Oakland side. And on the Seattle side, I'm just interested in the lefties. You know, I want Alonzo, I want Cano, I want Seager. Maybe some Gamel, depending on, you know, the situation that, you know, as my roster builds go. But certainly would focus on the power bats, the power lefty bats on Seattle. I think that they're in a great spot here against Cotton. And I think they'll get overlooked because, you know, most people, you know, Cotton's not necessarily the greatest pitcher, but he's not really a guy we like to pick on either. But these uh, numbers against lefties suggest that maybe we should. So uh, Cano, Seager, and Gamel, and Alonzo, like I said, are probably the guys that have the most interested on the Seattle side of the bats. Uh, Anything else you want to mention here, Travis? No, uh, nope. We can head over to the next one. All right, we've got the Baltimore Orioles in LA against the Angels. Uh, nine and a half over under once again. Uh, favorite slightly to the Orioles minus one twenty on the money line. 
Uh, we've got Gaussman going against Scribner here. And Travis, you were talking to me about something going on in the Angel Stadium. Uh, can, you, can you explain that again to me? Because I, I want to fully understand what you're talking about. I don't know. I kind of did some research on it, and I don't know if I'm right on it, but I don't know. I feel like once the uh, I feel like when it's hotter, the uh, the ball flies a lot more out there, just because like something happens with the marine layer. I don't know. I could be absolutely wrong on it, but the wind's blowing out eight miles an hour. Uh, nine and a half run total in like Los Angeles, you don't see that much. Uh, I know like Scribner and Gaussman aren't the greatest pitchers, but uh, I think this is a really good spot for both sides of the ball. I would. I mean, I think it's gonna the park will pay, play more. Uh, maybe a little more hitter friendly than normal because it just won't be as cool. Right. Like at night, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot cooler. It gets like, you know, in the, you know, mid seventies, it's gonna be 86 degrees compared to all these other games on the slate, like 68 in Oakland, 63 in uh, San Francisco. Um, and uh, I don't have uh, weather here on the Mets one or the Indians, but still, like, I mean, 86 is one of the hotter ones. It's eight miles an hour going out. I, I kind of like this game. as like uh, a game that people just won't touch, and I think it's, like, an interesting spot. Uh, and Scrivener, I mean, he's not that great. Like, I mean, he's no not good at all, right? Like, 706 ER, uh, Sierra this year. Um, I mean, it's not, not a huge sample, but that's what it's got right now, right? Um, his hard percentage is at 29.2. Medium is at 54.2, and his soft is at 16.2. Uh, or 16.7. I mean, it's just not good. Like, uh, definitely think I could see him struggling here. His swing strike rate is... He's terrible. Um, he's so bad. Yeah, he's terrible. Dude, yeah, 9.5%. Like, he's going to get but, lit up tomorrow. And that 9.5 run total yeah. in L.A., like you said, like, you know, with the 86-degree weather and everything, um, the ball is definitely going to fly, I think. The Orioles are the bats, man. Like, if, you, if you're playing on a slate that has this game, like, you want to get the Orioles' bats. Now, DraftKings... Looks like they dropped the ball here a bit in the core of that lineup. If you look at the pricing, are you looking at the pricing here on DraftKings of this Orioles lineup? Because you got Trump. I'm, I'm Trump. sure they're cheap. They've messed up with it a lot. Like Trumbo at three five. Chris Davis is three point four k. Like lock him in. You know Mancini at three point six. Like you know this guy. I mean, even on a limited sample size, he Scripter hasn't struck out a righty all season. Like he hasn't struck out a righty, Travis. Like I mean, like that's like not like I said, very limited sample size, but. Um, He's gonna he's gonna get lit up, and these Orioles bats have been, you know, have shown that they have huge upside as a powerhouse offense when they get the right opportunity. And I think that this is an opportunity for them to do so. So I'm gonna have a lot of these Orioles in my lineup, and I'll I'll take I'll take these righties, you know, I'll take the lefties too. I'll take right Chris Davis in there. I'll maybe some Seth Smith to complete some stacks. But I have major major interest in the power righties in this lineup. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a whole lot of them. Uh, on the L.A. side, though, uh, it's a little bit more tricky because Gossman has shown some good stuff. You know, uh, we know that he's not, uh, you know, he's not definitely not worth that price tag on DraftKings of 9.9K. But uh, I, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me to, like, um, to really, like, lock down any of these um, these Angels hitters as far as, like, which guys I really want to play. I don't, I don't think a full stack is necessarily, like, the move here. But I think taking, like, Trout and, like, maybe some – even some Pujols I'd have interested in here against Gaussman. Uh, but Calhoun, too, because uh, we've seen Gaussman's real struggles come against lefties, right? So I think because of that, we'd have to have some Calhoun. And uh, your, your boy, uh, Luis Valblena, a nice value play, too. He, he's available. So uh, I'm going to just – very carefully pick where I go, but I'll definitely have some Mike Trout in my laps. Would you have any of these LA bats, Travis? 
Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I don't hate like game stacking this, right? Like putting your five Orioles and then Mike Trout and two other Angels that fit. Like call it a day. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I actually just made that and uh, it looks pretty cool. So I kind of like what I'm seeing. But again, I don't know if Mark Trumbo's playing. Uh, I know he was out and he's in our Rotor Grinders lineup right now, but uh, I, I don't know if he's definitely playing or whatnot. I forget how long he's supposed to be out. Uh, so if he's in, great. Um, if not, uh, that's fine. And if so, you know, uh, Mark Trumbo, he might want to get his revenge, right? Uh, that's always uh, in play. Uh, but yeah, I think this is, uh, I think this is just a great game in general. Uh, I think it's uh, a good one to get exposure to. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, with the with slate locking at like 1237, right? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe the Orioles uh, lose some ownership because the lineup might be out. Maybe that's the case. Don't know for sure, but uh, maybe. I don't think so, though, just because the, the prices on some of these guys uh, are just too cheap. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, big fan of the Orioles side of the ball and even uh, like getting exposure to the uh, Angels. Just a note on Trumbo, uh, he told reporters that he's been pain-free for, for a few days and um, he's supposed to be activated and so I'm sure once he's activated he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. He's supposed to be activated tomorrow. Uh, well, t this morning he's supposed to be activated. We're recording this very early for you guys. So uh, he's supposed to be activated. I'm sure if he's activated, he'll be in the lineup. So if he's in there, definitely take advantage of that price tag. Lots of profit potential on that price tag in this matchup. Uh, but, yeah, uh, anything else here you want to mention, or should we move on to the next one? Nope. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, let's head over to the last game. And, uh, I mean, I think it's just the pitchers for me, and that's it. I don't really want to touch this <laughs> game. I just, dude, I hate this ballpark. Like, this ballpark is just awful. It's like, like, when is, like, anyone stacked, like, any team in San Francisco and won, like, a tournament? I just don't know. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's just the pitchers for me, man. Like, Bumgarner, Hendricks. Uh, I, I, Bumgarner, I mean, it's weird to see he's an underdog, right? Even against Kyle Hendricks, it's weird to see that. Um, but what do you think? Like, uh, are you going to be, uh, are you going to be paying for Mad Bum or are you rather go to Hendricks? What's your thought? I think I'm going to pay for Mad Bum because it just seems like I'm going to have the money. Um, but I don't absolutely love it. Well, what are you looking at doing, Josh? Yeah, well, I think that uh, it's, he's certainly in play. And I agree that, you know, throughout your lineup builds, it's very easy to get Mad Bum in. Um, my only issue here is the fact that uh, you look at these, Cubs bats and they, they actually hit lefties pretty well. Now I know it's Mad Bum. I know he's like matchup proof ish, I guess. But you know we seen we've seen him get blown up before. Like I don't feel fully comfortable uh, paying up for a guy uh, who is going against a team that uh, could show up. And you know I don't like. Okay, he gets the he gets the upgrade for being in San Francisco, right? And I, I certainly I certainly think that. His strikeout upside is definitely there, but I just don't know if I have faith in this Cubs lineup um, putting you know putting up such a bad performance to where he hits his upside mark for this price tag. I don't know if point per dollar this is the route that I'm going to want to go, but he certainly played. Like, I wouldn't talk you off of playing Mad Bum at all. Uh, actually, in tournaments, on the flip side of that, I actually have a little bit of interest in some of the righties in this Cubs lineup, like I think Chris Bryan and Contreras specifically, who just absolutely mash lefties. Uh, no one's going to have either of those guys, I think, because they're going against Mad Bum. So I think you get a nice little edge in a tournament field by playing, you know, playing a couple of hitters against Mad Bum. Um, but as, as far as uh, Kyle Hendricks, uh, I got want to like him here in this matchup. Uh, but, uh, you know, San Francisco just doesn't strike out. 16.7% strikeout rate against righties. And Hendricks' strikeouts have been down this season, uh, around 20%. So under 20% to righties. So I think that I'm just going to gonna pass on Kendricks, uh, on Hendricks. And, uh, 
Don't think I'll have too much exposure to the bats on San Francisco either, just because I think Hendricks will put up a decently efficient performance. So for me, uh, I think I might have some bad, mad bum, and um, if I'm going to get a little crazy in tournaments, I'll have some Chris Bryant and some Chris Harris. But other than that, I'm all good on that game. Um, anything else you want to mention here? Uh, yeah, so I mean that's fine, Josh. I understand like your reason to be worried about Mads Bummer, but who are you pitching? Like, there's just no, there's just there just feels like no one to pitch on this slate. That's the problem, right? Um, so I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna end up having the money for it. So if I have the money for it, I think I'm gonna do it. But um, it just it's gonna be hard to not see him, you know, not have a good performance here. At least a good enough performance to be on the winning team. At least from so far the way that I built my team, um, obviously. But it, you know, if you're spending up at every single position, maybe uh, maybe you prefer going to a cheaper route. Maybe you prefer going a uh, you know a Bauer and Hendricks or going uh, you know a Bauer and Montero. But I don't know. I just don't see. Uh, don't see many avenues where, uh, you know, Madison Bumgarner does not make my lineup, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe throughout the day it'll change. But for me, it's just, uh, kind of tough for me not to play him in this spot. Well, what do you think his ownership is going to be on the slate? Like in tournaments? I don't know, but I mean, it's probably going to be high, but 80%. I don't know. Like, you know, like that's the thing is everyone's just going to play him. Right. Like I wouldn't mind. I mean, going again, with... I already I already have like a like I said, I just built this Orioles stack with Mike Trout and, you know, a couple angels and like, I mean, I have enough to get Madison Bumgarner and Montero. Like, they literally just fit my last two spots. Like, it fit it perfectly. Um, again, I don't know if that's what I would definitely end up doing, but I don't know. I just think uh, there's not many pitchers to love, and I don't know. I just feel like uh, I feel like you, you got to give Madison Bumgarner a little more love than you were. Like, his last two outings, he played against the Dodgers, one of the best hitting teams in the league, got 26.2, uh, and then – you know, the next outing against Arizona, uh, you know, who's a lot better team right now. I got 21 fantasy points, so I just wouldn't sleep on him. Man. Like, no, I'm not uh, sleeping just, on him. I'm not. I'm not sleeping on him at all. What I'm saying is that um, in tournaments, it just, like, if he's going to be, if you get an early state like this where he's going to be 80% owned, I feel like game theory-wise you should consider going a different route. You know, you get, a, you get ahead of... 80% of the field if he has a bad performance. Now, in cash, you have to lock him in, like, no doubt. Not saying that you're not going to play him in cash. 50-50s and your double-ups and your head-to-heads, you know, play Madison Bumgarner. But in tournaments, I just think because of his super high ownership, I'd rather take, you know, take a different route and just kind of try to zig when everyone else is zagging, you know? But uh, Yeah, you can go for that. I don't think I'm getting it, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for the early slate. We can head over to the main slate now. I think that's what everyone's waiting for. This is what you came for. We're here on the main slate. Now we've got a nice 10-game main slate locking at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. You want to continue to go game by game, Travis? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's keep up the game by game breakdown. All right. We got the Miami Marlins in Washington against the Nationals. Nine run over under. Uh, favorite going to the Nationals, minus 166 on the money line. We've got Adam Conley going against Gio Gonzalez here. Uh Gio Gonzalez, by the way, price tag absolutely inflated, like very, very inflated on DraftKings. He's uh, he's 11.5K, and uh, on FanDuel, he's a bit cheaper at 8.9, so definitely uh, something to be said there between the two price points. Uh, it, it Just looking at this game, it, it's kind of interesting because I don't think I'd ever pay this price tag for Gio Gonzalez that they have in on DraftKings. Um, but on FanDuel, um, at 8.9, uh, I feel like 
there might be some merit to playing him. His strikeout upside is, is decent, 24% against righties. He actually has reverse splits uh, as far as the strikeout rates go. He strikes out lefties less than he does righties. Uh, his walks are always a concern, but they've been under control this season. Uh, now, these Miami hitters, as great as they are, their ISO is under 100 against lefties. It's at .097. So, you know, not a lot of pop in their bat here against left-handed uh, pitchers. The only guy I really have to worry about, in my opinion, would be like Stanton and maybe Ozuna, but mostly Stanton is the guy you're worried about. Um, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, I might have some interesting Gonzalez on FanDuel only in tournaments. Uh, on the flip side of that, no interest in Conley for me. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, no interest in Conley here. Definitely not a fan of him. I just laugh at everyone like who hates on Gio Gonzalez. Like, it cracks me up. Like, I've been on him all year. It's been a great Gio Gonzalez year. For me, uh, a lot of people like to hate on him. 11.5 is a tough price tag to pay on DraftKings. I will admit that. I don't know if I'll be able to pay that. But uh, if you have the salary for that, and uh, like you make a tournament team and you have the salary for it, like no one's going to pay that price tag for him. And like literally, like I know this is like the lamest thing ever, but go look at his game logs and like it's like tell me he isn't a guy that could absolutely like be on the winning team on this slate. If you have like I'm not trying to make him like my first guy in in a tournament at 11 5, but if I make a team and he like you know, I like like a cheaper pitcher and I have like, a deep stack and Geo kind of fits the last spot, like or, like you know, I'm looking at the top tier guys, I like going to him in tournaments. I think it's interesting. And then on FanDuel for that price tag, I, I like how you mentioned that just because sometimes like there's some different price tags that we need to take advantage of. I love taking advantage of that price tag over there for eight, nine. It just seems too cheap for him in my opinion. And uh, I'll definitely think I'll have some geo exposure there for sure. Um, but yeah, it's tough to play him in like a cash game on DraftKings, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I just laugh at everyone hating on geo because he's had such a great year. Yeah. Now, as far as the bats goes, uh, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I'll have much interest in these Miami bats. Maybe some uh, Stanton if you want to get a little creative. But at that price tag, I, I just don't think it's worth a shot. Uh, but the Washington bats, I'm definitely going to have interest in, uh, particularly in uh, in some uh, Howie Kendrick, who's just a, throughout his career has always hit lefties well. 421 Woba, 191 ISO. Uh, guy just he hits lefties well, and he's probably going to be hitting in the top of the order, so it's a good spot for him. Definitely a guy I'm going to have interest in. Another guy that t- tends to get overlooked um, in this lineup that hits lefties well is Zimmerman. 309 ISO and 397 Woba. That's huge. Uh, lots of pop in this bat. He has a lot of games that have broken slates where he hits like two home runs you know, or three home runs. So I've seen him do that a good handful of times throughout his career, and this is, uh, this is a spot where I think that he, he definitely has some upside. So... I'm going to have some interest in uh, in Zimmerman and some interest in, in uh, Kendrick. And another guy, uh, I'll probably have some interest in Rendon at uh, you know 365 ISO and 501 Woba. Uh, only a 10% strikeout rate, too. The guy the guy hits the ball well. So uh, mostly interested in these righties here. Uh, Harper, we see his ISO drop against lefties. Goes down to 143. So not much interest in Harper at his price tag on the slate. But I think you can get away with playing a lot of these righties that are in this Washington lineup. And if you need a cheap catcher and you want to complete some Washington stacks, you go ahead and put in some Matt Waiters too. Uh, 222 ISO and 339 Woba. So uh, those those are the bats I'll be interested in. I don't hate the idea of a Washington stack on the slate either, but, uh, but how about you, Travis? How do you feel about the bats in this game? 
Yeah, so I'll likely fade the Marlins side of the ball. I just don't think it's too necessary. Uh, I think the one guy you play if you want to put the Marlins side is Stanton because he's just on fire, crushing the ball and he's against the lefty. Um, I think that's just the reason to do it. And if you want to do it as one-off, I, I wouldn't get it, but uh, it doesn't, mostly won't be something I end up doing, but I don't argue with people just because of the way that this guy's been crushing the ball recently. I mean, it just seems like he's at home every night. Uh, and then we have uh, you know the national side of the ball against Adam Conley. I definitely want to get exposure uh, here. I think uh, getting exposure for cheap guys like a Howie Kendrick is a great idea. I like that call. I also think that Sanchez guy who batted today, I think it's Adrian Sanchez. I forget what his name was, but uh, he's uh, he was a shortstop that costs like, you know, minimum salary on both sites. And uh, let me see if he's still cheap over on drafting. I'm sure he's, yeah, he's two, three. Now Adrian Sanchez had a pretty good game uh, yesterday. So he's a guy, I think if he's like batting second or first again, like I think it's a good idea. There's, you know, if you need a cheap shortstop there, I don't mind putting him in there just for salary relief, especially in your cash game. So uh, I did my cash games and it was, uh, you know, he, he got the job done and it's just like cheap exposure to Washington, which is kind of what I think the route I would end up taking in my cash games tomorrow. Uh, tournaments, you know, you can stack up a bunch of different ways. Uh, I just would make sure to have uh, Zimmerman and like a guy like Murphy too on the stack. Uh, you know, Murphy, he's four for six against Conley uh, so far. So PVP uh, looks good there for people, even though the sample's kind of small. So team BVP, they're going to love that. And, uh, you know, Daniel Murphy is just a guy that's just a great hitter all around. And uh, I love him in lefty-lefty matches because people just won't take him. And, uh, you know, ownership is lower on Daniel Murphy, and uh, sign me up for that. All right. Uh, anything else you want to mention here? Should we move on to the next game? No, yeah, let's head over to the next game. All right. Uh, we've got a big game here for uh, for me as a Yankee fan. We've got the Yankees at Toronto. Uh, Over-under at nine runs. Favorite is uh the new york yankees are the favorite here at minus 140 on the money line now uh you know uh, you know i'm a big tanaka fan and um this is a, another spot where i'm gonna have some interest is strikeout rate up this year 25.5 percent against righties 24.9 against lefties ground balls are solid fly balls are down sierra 305 against righties 315 against lefties uh, so, you know, nice, solid, low, low in the threes there for Sierra. Um, Tanaka is a guy that just he's been getting it done, and he's going against this Toronto team. While they've been waking up, they, they put up some runs today. I think that uh, Tanaka will, will go out and step up and have another good performance here. This uh, Toronto ISO against righty is really nothing to be afraid of at 162. Woba at 320. Babbitt at 286. Strikeout rate at 20%. And uh, the only thing that uh, that really stands out to me on these numbers is their team walk rate pushing the 10% mark. So they are pretty patient hitters here. But uh, I, I really believe in Tanaka in this matchup. And I think that he's going he's gonna to step up, like I said, and have a good game here. And I think that he kind of need, needs to for the Yankees. 9.3, very reasonable on FanDuel. 9.4, even more reasonable on DraftKings. I think that uh, DraftKings, this price tag at 9.4 is an excellent price point to take advantage of. I think there's a lot of profit potential on that price point. And I think that he'll go on their own in this matchup. So uh, that that's where I'm going to land here right now on this game for the pitching. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, I mean, Toronto definitely struggles uh, against some of Tanaka's pitches, so I definitely think he's a decent play. And uh, I don't know, I mean, you got Tanaka pre-rate this year, so I'm just going to leave it to you. Like, if you say play Tanaka, I'll get a little exposure in tournaments for sure. So, uh, and then me, I don't know, maybe he'll end up in cash, but I don't know. That's going to take some time for me to do, Josh. I'm not a big Tanaka fan, but he's been really good recently. I, I totally get it. Uh, he's been really, really good uh, in some of these games and has had some really nice upside, and I think there's upside too here against the Jays. Yeah, I think we skipped to pasture, right? We both agree that that's not a thing. 
Yeah, no, we can pass on that. Uh, but obviously, for passing on the pitcher, we got like the hitters, right? There's got to be some hitters. Like, uh, man, the Yankees have been like really, really bad hitting wise lately. It's just been kind of ugly. Um, I, I get it, right? If if you want to stack them up, sure. I just think it's going to be a spot where I kind of end up passing on. I just don't really want to pay all these price tags. If I want to get Yankees exposure, maybe it's through like Gary Sanchez, right? Um, but oh, yeah, isn't he on the DL now or no? Is he on the DL? Or am I thinking things wrong? I think I'm just going crazy. Why is he not in the protected lineup then? Hmm. Well, he's healthy. I want him. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to figure out why he wasn't in their projected lineup here, and I was trying to figure he, it out. No, he, they held him out because he. Uh, they're not really a big fan of his defense lately. He's been like, yeah, he's been pass. struggling. Yeah, he yeah, hurt yeah. his hand the other day too. I saw like during a game they were checking his hand out. I think he was fine, but yeah, his defense has been bad too. But well, well, Gary Sanchez in the lineup, I want him. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, of course you want his bat. No, I was just saying the reason why a lot of people don't know this, but he had a reputation of being lazy uh, before the season. So. Um, you know they're worried about his. Uh, you know if he's he's he can't get lazy behind the dish. He can't let balls pass you by and then you know jot over to them. Let the runners run around the bases like you know. So and he hasn't been throwing anyone out either like he used to um, when he first came up. So uh, that's that's the only reason why. But I think he'll be in the lineup in this matchup for sure. So I think we'll get some Gary Sanchez. And I think if he's in the lineup, he's definitely in play as well. But uh, I don't know. This could be a good bounce back spot for the Yankees bats, Travis. Like, I wouldn't mind getting some exposure to, to, to some Brett Gardner and some Didi. I think that a full stack is in play here in tournaments. And I, I think because of their recent struggles, because of that recency bias, it'd be a good spot to take advantage of it and uh, get some Yankees bats in. We've seen them drop, you know, big, big run totals throughout the season. So I don't know why today wouldn't be any different. And they get that park upgrade in Toronto, too. So you, you can't say you don't have any interest. I have a little, but, like, there's just other stacks I like, right? Like, I just think they're the stack that, like, ends up not making the cut that's all um, it can make the cut for other people but for me i'm not uh i get it right though nick nick depesh like he's not not that great um so i i get it right i think i should have more exposure to it and consider it more maybe it's my yankee hate bias uh building again but uh there's other stacks that i think i prefer though instead so that's kind of part of the issue too all right so i'll play them i'll get super low ownership and when they break the slate i'll uh I'll smile and take all the money, but yeah, so that's uh, that's definitely something I'll have interest in. But anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the next game? No, let's uh, head over to the next game. Uh, but man, like just looking at it, like is, this is just one of those you, I don't even know what to do with. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? With, what are you with Ivanova versus uh, Justin Verlander in Detroit? Like that just feels like a game. I don't know what's like a like, this just feels like a three two four three kind of boring game, right? Yeah, it's it's one of those interesting spots here. Uh, that nine run uh, over under kind of peaks a little bit of interest in in some ways, but uh, you like you think that it'd be a little bit lower. But I, I don't know. This is like like you said, it's kind of one of those weird spots. Uh, I don't really want to play Verlander just because. Uh, well, first off, his uh, I believe his price tag on DraftKings is like bananas. Let me see. Yeah, he's got uh, like, yeah, he's he's like 10, 10 five, five right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, thank you to that. Um, and then on on yeah, FanDuel too. He's the second highest price pitcher at nine five. Like I'm I'm not going to pay that for Verlander at this point in his career. Uh, so no, thank you to that. And then Nova now Nova is interesting because uh, Nova's not priced as high and uh, was he on draft? FanDuel seven eight on DraftKings he's seven three. 
And what Nova does is he gets, you know, he gets right-handed hitters out very well. Like, that's just, like, what he does. And has a nice 20% strikeout rate. We know people say Nova doesn't strike out hitters, and that's true to a certain extent. He doesn't strike out right uh, lefties very much at 10%. But at that 20% strikeout rate against righties is solid. Plus, people don't mention enough his 4%, uh, his walk rate under 4% on both sides of the plate. You know, people don't mention his 53% ground ball rate. Um, you know, his Woba, you know, his opponent's Woba under 300, his opponent's ISO under 150. And, you know, like he's, he's a solid pitcher. He's a very efficient pitcher, Ivan Nova. And, uh, these Detroit hitters don't strike out a ton against righties, but they strike out a good amount at 21.2%. That Babbitt under 300 at 293 against righties, that Woba 308, that ISO 147. So, um, and we've seen the Detroit bats kind of, you know, they turn it on here and there, but, um, I don't think this is like a spot where they turn it on, but I don't know. Like, am I supposed to have interest in Nova at seven point three on DraftKings as an SP two here? I think there's guys with better upside that I'd prefer on this slate. That's all. So I don't know. This just seems like a game I'm just going to keep moving on and not really touch. Yeah, I think that uh, I'll come to the same conclusion. Maybe as I dive deeper, I might find some stuff that I like. Uh, and if I do, I'll let you guys know on Twitter, and I'll, I'll give you guys some updates over there. But as of right now, this game's probably just going to be a pass for me. Which brings us on to the next game. We've got the Red Sox in Tampa Bay at Tropicana. Nice pitching environment here. Uh, we've got Porcello going against Odorizzi. Nine run over under. Favorite going to the Red Sox. Barely at uh, minus 119 on the money line. Porcello's a guy I just haven't figured out this season. Honestly, I haven't played Porcello, I don't think, once this entire season. Just because I just haven't had spots where I felt really comfortable rostering him. And uh, now he's 8.2 on DraftKings. And uh, Fandle usually has some price pretty, uh, pretty decently. What's his What's his price over there? Eight point one. I don't have it up right now. It's eight point one. He's eight point one over there on Fanduel. Yeah, and he's eight point two on DraftKings. Now, uh, you know, we know that Tampa Bay strikes out a ton, right? Like that's we've targeted pitchers against Tampa Bay this entire season. But if you actually look at the numbers now, uh, their strikeout rate against Rice has gone down to 22.1% as a team this season since the revamp of the lineup. Their ISO is still very low at 161. Woba still not great at 290. Uh, so it's not a terrible matchup for Porcello, but he's just not a guy that I usually touch. And I, I think even in this matchup with the pitcher's park and you know a decent uh, strikeout upside matchup against Tampa Bay, it just doesn't feel like a Porcello spot for me. And if I'm not getting him at like 6K, then I'm just like under 7K, then I'm just not going to consider him. The only time I consider him this season when he's like 6.8 on DraftKings. But at this price tag, um, I think it's just going to be a pass for me. Uh, on the other side of that, we've got Odorizzi. Uh, I don't like targeting pitchers against Boston. It's just not something I do. Uh, I understand that Odorizzi has, you know, had a few solid performances this season, but that Sierra is still pushing that four mark. And, um, this strikeout rate for the Boston is like the lowest in the league at 12.2%. So definitely not something I'll be targeting. Uh, I think I'm just going to stay away from both pitchers on this, uh, in this game. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to play both pitchers. I just think it's like an easy pass for me. And then even the hitters I'm not in love with, uh, I just don't think in this ballpark the Boston bats just have enough upside. Uh, I get it. Or easy, uh, you know, kind of a guy it's like off the, like uh, attack him or whatnot, but uh, I just don't think, don't think the Boston man like they barely can get it done uh, stack wise at home much. They get it done sometimes, but uh, it just doesn't seem like the right spot for me. Uh, I just think there's better spots to go to. Uh, so so far, sorry, it's been a little boring. Uh, but I promise we have good spots coming up here. But uh, if you told me I had to pick a side of the ball, like I don't mind going to uh, 
I don't mind going to the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay side of the ball uh, and just taking some of these bats against Purcell because Purcell's giving up some of the most hard contact in the league, man. This guy's just getting smashed all year. Uh, and so I, I think with these Tampa Bay bats, I get it's not the best park for them. That's the one problem I have, right? Like the park is a really good pitcher's park, but some of these guys in this lineup could absolutely crush him, right? Like Logan Morrison, uh, you know, Corey Dickerson, those are just two bats that uh, could really smack him around. And you even got guys like Steven Souza, Lucas Duda, who can hit home runs, but, you know, he's a really streaky guy. And like Evan Longoria, uh, Brad Miller is really cheap. I mean, there's guys that we can, uh, you know, get exposure to here. Uh, and, uh, for instance, uh, you know, a guy like Logan Morrison, I really like, uh, 10 for 31 BVP. Uh, it's not that bad. Uh, it's, it's a pretty decent sample. I kind of like that. Uh, no home, only one home run. Not, I wish there was a little more than that, but, uh, he's a guy that has a lot of, uh, pop in, uh, in his spot there. He could easily have two home run upside uh, against a Porcello. I kind of like him. And if you want to get, get, I think if you want to get a little, uh, a little friskier, a little, uh, sneaky, I think you go with a Tampa Bay stack. Uh, but there's other stacks we're going to get to that, uh, we'll talk about that I like. More. Yeah, I'll pass on that, but I could understand why you do it. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We've got the San Diego Padres in Cincinnati at the Great American Small Park. Uh, nine and a half run over under. We've got Travis Wood for the Padres going against Asher Wojciechowski. Uh He's back now, and uh, he threw he threw a pretty good game last time out. So uh, gets a nice matchup here against the Padres. Six point seven K is his price tag on DraftKings on FanDuel. They have him at uh, 6.1, so super cheap across the industry. Now, uh, you know, it's been pretty pretty uh, standard to target right-handed pitchers against San Diego. Uh, this is this is a game that's going to be played. Um, this is a game that is going to be played in Cincinnati, so definitely, definitely not a great pitcher's environment. But I don't think that Wojciechowski is someone that you should just you know brush under the you know under the rug and, and forget about and say no I'm not playing him and completely fade him because he does have some upside in this matchup. The strikeout rate for the San Diego is real for these Padres is real. It's twenty five point nine percent. They strike out you know they do strike out a ton against righties. They've gotten their ISO and their WOBA up uh, from where it was earlier the season, but that strikeout strikeout rate still pushing twenty six percent, still one of the highest in the league. And Wajikowski has strikeout upside, twenty five percent strikeout rate this season. Um, and that Sierra under three against righties, three point three against lefties. Uh, his ground balls um, are, are usually the issue. He's definitely a fly ball pitcher, but uh, you know, and that could be a problem in Cincinnati. I think the main concern here for me would be that would be the fact that he's a fly ball pitcher at the Great American Small Park. But you know the San Diego hitters aren't like the most powerful hitters in the league. They're really they're not a power hitting team. So I'm not worried about them hitting home runs against Wojciechowski here. I, I just want to know, you know, is he going to rack up enough strikeouts to pay up this price tag? I think point per dollar he can do that, which puts me uh, puts me in in this place where I think that Wojciechowski could be a solid SP two on DraftKings. But uh, on the flip side of that, we've got Travis Wood. Below strikeout rate, uh, below stri- average strikeout rate this season. Walk rate is up. Uh, just you know, just not interested in any Travis Wood here. Um, so I think I'm going to pass there. But uh, but yeah, what do you think, Travis? What do you think of this matchup here? Any interest in Wojciechowski? Yeah, so I think you kind of like figured out like towards the end, like hey, Wojciechowski is not that great of a play, and uh, you didn't also didn't realize there's there's some really good you know really cheap pitchers coming up here that I think I'd rather have more interest in for me. So I'm not playing Wojciechowski. Uh, 
like I get like your idea of saying like, you know, San Diego is not a power hitting team, right? Like I get it. Right. But this San Diego team has been a lot better and they're in a, it's a huge park upgrade for them. Like it's a massive park upgrade. So, uh, man, I'm just not that Cassidy is just a, a full fade for me. And there's no way I play that guy on this slate. Uh, there, and there's just better options that we'll get to for cheaper that I would just rather play. And I think have, uh, you know, they're definitely, uh, in, in, tough matchups but i it, not tough matchups but definitely not the most ideal spots but uh it's they're they're i still think they just have better upside than wojcikowski and I'd rather go to war with them so uh, i will pass on wojcikowski i just want the bats in this game right uh problem is i'm not like in love with all of them like if i want to do a san diego stack uh I, I would obviously get perella in there i mean this guy's been absolutely mashing the ball uh he's been on a heater i would definitely be getting switched to him guys like solarte uh even a suahe margo you know myers renfro like that one through six even throwing a hedges like i don't mind throwing him in there like there's guys that you can play in this small ballpark uh so i don't mind uh, getting exposure to a san diego stack uh, and then, then the Reds, like uh, specifically like Cozart, right? Like I, I love Zach Cozart against the lefty. I mean, he is just a guy that I love to play. And he got priced up. He was like thirty four hundred a couple of days ago. Now he's uh, now he's uh, forty six hundred. So that's gonna be a little tougher to play him there. But if you have the money for him, I would love to play him. Uh, and then like guys like Billy Hamilton and Duvall, you know, I wouldn't mind them. Uh, tough for me to play Joey Votto against the lefty, right? For fifty four hundred, it's a price tag I'm not absolutely in love with. But uh, and then like a Eugenio Suarez for thirty six hundred, don't mind him too. So yeah, there, there's there's guys on the red side of the ball that I would like to get exposure to, and I think this is just a good game to get exposure to hitting because it's in uh, you know it's in Great American Small Park, right? Uh, it's good for hitting and two pitchers that are not that great, and I don't mind getting exposure to them. Yeah, the only interest I'll have here in the bats would be on the Cincinnati side, uh, and I, I think that. Uh, there's a lots lots of guys here that are in play. I think Hamilton's in play, Cozart. Uh, definitely not going to play Votto here at this price tag in a lefty lefty matchup, but I could see why you do it. Uh, just not fitting my roster builds. Uh, Duval I like a lot. Duval's a guy that hits lefties really well. Lots of pop in his bat, and has that advantage of playing at home. And I think that uh, Devin Mezzarocco, too. I wouldn't mind if you want if you need like a cheap catcher. I think that uh, he could work in like a wraparound with uh, him, Hamilton, and like Cozart and, and Duval. So um, so yeah, only interest would be in Cincinnati here. And I'm going to stand by Mowajikowski, uh tournament play here as an SP2, Travis. I'm going to stand by. I think that he has a decent game tomorrow, but I can understand why you'd argue otherwise. Uh, you want to move on to the next game? Yeah, let's head on to the next one. We've got the Phillies at the Atlanta Braves in SunTrust. Nine and a half is the over-under. That's the run total there. Implied run total for the Atlanta Braves at just slightly over five runs. They are a favorite on the money line at minus 137. We've got Jared Eikhoff going against Sean Newcomb. Uh, any interest in the pitchers here, Travis? Uh, yeah, so I kind of do, right? Uh, I kind of have a little interest in Newcomb. I don't think he's a terrible option. Uh, he hasn't had the strongest year, but he's a uh, you know, prospect that should, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming he's going to get better. And it's against the Phillies, right? So, uh, you know, you want to stream Wojciechowski against the Padres or whatever. I'll stream uh, Newcomb uh, in, in tournaments. I'll sprinkle him in. Uh, not not a not a slam dunk for me, but I think sprinkle is a bad idea. Uh, keep percentage against lefties at 23.5%. Against uh, righties, 22.9%. I understand the walks have been an issue against righties, 15.3%. Uh, uh, Philly can throw out a gross line sometimes so you know be on the lookout for that they can throw up sometimes they throw out a decent one too that can be pesky so you just kind of kind of look at that phillies lineup and make a decision based on that but they i mean they've been struggling a lot this year uh against lefties uh 
Machinu Kim is a lefty. Uh, they're striking out at 25.2%. And some of their best bats in this lineup right now are lefties. Uh, Herrera had a huge game yesterday. Uh, like Nick Williams. Like Nick Williams is like their best hitter right now, I feel like, in this lineup. So, uh, I mean, he's a lefty. So he gets kind of, uh, you know, neutralized there. I just think it's a really good Sean Newcomb spot. I know the over-under says for uh, says 4.4 right now. But I think, uh, you know, for this price tag of 7,200, I just don't mind uh, getting exposure to him. I think there's upside here, right? Uh, his last outing against Philly at Philly. He had 13.7 DraftKings points. Uh, only went five innings. Uh, the Ks were only at four, but uh, I don't know. I think I think there is upside here in this spot at 7,200. I think he's just a, a tournament play that I'll sprinkle in that I want to have some exposure to. Eichhoff, uh, I'll pass on him. No thanks. I'm sure Freddie Freeman will uh, have a fun time taking him yard tomorrow. Yeah, I think Newcomb is definitely uh, in play as well. Like you mentioned, that 25.2% strikeout rate against lefties. Another interesting stat to look at is their 2.1% walk rate against lefties. They do not walk against lefties. They go out there and they just swing and strike out. So uh, definitely some upside for Newcomb here. Newcomb strikeout rate is, is nice and solid too, around the 23% mark on both sides of the plate. So uh, I think Newcomb definitely makes, makes an interesting tournament option on the slate. I could see why you'd want to go there. The only Real concern is that uh, that park downgrade at SunTrust. So, um, and these Philly hitters, you know, as bad as as much as they strike out, as much as they walk, they do. If they hit the ball, they hit it hard. You know, two seventy three ISO and three sixty one WOBA against lefties. So, uh, not saying that they're going to go out there and and go crazy and you should stack the Phillies, but I just don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for Newcomb. I think it could go, uh, it could go either way, um, and because of that volatility there. And uh, uncertainty. I think Newcomb is strictly just to play in tournaments. Uh, you said no interest in Eikhoff, and I could understand that. Um, you know, Atlanta just doesn't strike out a, a bunch against right. He's 17.6%. Uh, so uh, I think that uh, Freeman, as you mentioned, is a great play, man. 459 Woba and 345 ISO, in case you were wondering uh, what those big numbers were here against righties. So uh, definitely have some interest in Freeman if we're going to talk about bats. Uh, I think my interest is mainly uh, outside of Newcomb. If we're going to look at the bats in this game, uh, I definitely will have some interest in in these uh, these lefties uh, on the Atlanta side. Uh, specifically, Freeman and Matt Adams are going to be the two guys I'll probably lean on. Uh, as far as like the Philly hitters, uh, I I think that uh, it's it's pretty much a fade for me. The only guy that I would say that if you really really need a cheap catcher, uh, Cameron Rupp does hit lefties really well. Uh, I'll get you those numbers real quick. Let's see. Uh, 176 ISO, 356 Woba. Uh, Babip at 375. So um, he does he does hit lefties well. So if you want to get a cheap catcher in, Rupp is in a terrible way to go, especially with that park upgrade being in SunTrust. But uh, that's where my, my interest in the hitters lie. How about you, Travis? Oh, yeah. So I think uh, you're pretty spot on. Like Freeman and Adams are like the one and two you definitely want. I think uh, if Tyler Flowers is a good lineup spot or Kurt Suzuki wouldn't hate that, obviously. Um, and like this Ozzy Albies guy, if he's super cheap, don't mind getting exposure to him. I think this is a good stack spot, 5.1 uh, run total for the Braves. I don't mind going with the stack with them tomorrow. Um, so I, I think they're an interesting stack. They're kind of a low on one that I think you might be able to get exposure to. Uh, but for for sure, like love for Freddie Freeman and Matt Adams. Those two are like the two guys that really stick off as uh, guys that could uh, really match the ball tomorrow. So, uh, but yeah, in the Philly side, I'm absolutely going to pass on. All right. Let's move on to the next game. We've got the Houston Astros in Chicago against the White Sox. Run total is huge at 10. You know, lots of runs to be scored here. That implied run total for the Houston Astros pushing pushing the six run mark. Uh, and uh, the White Sox, uh, you know, pretty big underdog here. Minus 205 on the money line for the Astros. Um, 
Miguel Gonzalez, man, he's 4.5K on DraftKings. They've just they've made him cheaper than some of the bats, man. And, uh, it's, and it's understandable, too, because he just has not been performing uh, at a major league level as a pitcher. So, um, you know, let's look at, you look at these now. He put negative 15 last game against Boston. Uh, you know, he just hasn't had that. He's had, like, okay games. He hasn't really had one of those, like, okay, like, you know, breakout, like he's not so bad games this season. And uh, if we look at these numbers, we could see why. Uh, I'll get those numbers for you right now. And he's going against Houston, too, which obviously is, is always going to hurt. Uh, yeah, the, the strikeout rates for Miguel Gonzalez this season, 12.2 against righties and 13.2% against lefties. Uh, his walk rates aren't anything bad to worry about, but it's really that Woba, 351 to righties, 367 to lefties. And uh, Sierra over five against righties, pushing five against lefties. He's just, uh, just it's bad, man. His XFIP, two at 4.3. Um, he's got like weird reverse splits, but they're like very slight. They're just not, he's just not worth playing, man. He like there's there's no shot even at this price tag. I know it might be tempting, like oh wow, he's four point five k, like but yeah, it's because he's gonna get blown up and he's gonna ruin your lineup if you play him and you'll get a negative score. So stay away from Miguel Gonzalez tomorrow. And, you know the Houston strikeout rate against Rays at fifteen point two percent, three seventy three woba and two fourteen ISO as a team. Like they just mash, man. Like they they're gonna put up a ton of runs tomorrow. Now on the other side of that. We've got Colin McHugh, who's a heavy favorite here. Vegas, like I said, has him at minus 205. And uh, when he came out through a solid performance last game, a strikeout rate this season, 27.9% uh, against righties. Walk rate is low. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit against lefties. You see some drops in the numbers, like that 19% strikeout rate, that 11.5% walk rate as opposed to the 47 against righties. Like, you see him struggle a little bit against lefties this season. Um but there's really no no lefties on the Chicago lineup that you really have to worry about for the White Sox. So uh, it comes down to them being, you know, most of their significant hitters are righties here, right? And uh, McHugh does very well against righties. And they strike out a ton against righties. 24.9% as a team, the White Sox strike out against righties. So definitely going to have some interest in, in McHugh here. Um, his price tags, I think, are very reasonable, too. On, on FanDuel, you get him at 8.6, which I think is fine, and on DraftKings at 8.8. So I'm going to have a ton of interest in McHugh tomorrow. Uh, how about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, so I think McHugh is definitely someone to have interest in against the White Sox. I think this is a spot where uh, you, I think we can see him, uh, you know, really shine. Like he's he's had some pretty good uh, spots before that he's done well. Uh, had some nice outings. I, I think this is this is a really good spot for him tomorrow, though, against the White Sox. But uh, yeah, Miguel Gonzalez, no chance I play him. I mean, he's got a 5.56 Sierra, 33% hard contact, 51.6 medium percent. Like, I mean, he's just a guy that's getting uh, hit around. So, uh, yeah, play the Houston Stackstros, man. Just stack them up. It's pretty easy. Uh, so, but I say it's pretty easy, right? It's easy to do. But uh, here are the price tags, right, Josh? It's not as easy as you think. Uh, Brian McCann, 3,500. Sure. Like, that's a great price tag. I'm sure he'll be a chalky guy in DraftKings. Guriel, 4,900. Um, I don't know if people are playing for him for 4,900, but I am. Uh, Altuve is 56. Bregman is 47. Uh, is a shortstop eligible. He is 4,900. And then you have Reddick at 5,100. Like, think about it. Josh Reddick is 5,100. <laughs> George Springer is 5,000. Marvin Gonzalez is 4,900. Derek Fisher is 4,600. Carlos Beltran is... Um, Carlos Beltran is 4,200. Oh, like, yeah, Travis. They have, they have Springer back, too. That's huge. Yeah, but like they're kind of expensive. Like, are people like, uh, I, I obviously it's not like a slate where we have like sale and clover, so like people aren't like making a decision on that. But, uh, I don't know. I could see people just kind of like, 
I mean, obviously they're going to play the Astros, right? But uh, I don't know. Like we say that people are going to play the Astros. Like, like you know, I, I, Josh was it was it on Saturday podcast? You said everyone's going to play the Astros. Was that the day? And then I ended up getting Josh Reddick at six percent. Um, yeah, like I, I just don't care, man. Like I'm stacking the Astros. It's just happening. Um, and I'll let other people, you know, I'll find the pitchers to make, and I'll end up doing that. Like they're in a really great spot tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna stack them up, and uh, I'm gonna try and get exposure to cash games to them. Obviously, uh, it's kind of hard on DraftKings, but um. Yeah, uh, I, I want to get exposure to them because they are the best offense tomorrow. Uh, again, probably going to be chalky, right? Uh, but I don't know. I hear that every single day, and then uh, they're not always. So I don't know. I'm probably going to end up just playing. Yeah, Houston Stacks Rose for sure. Definitely about that Houston Stack life on this slate. And uh, I'll try to get as much exposure to them as I can. As you said, it's not going to be easy with their price tags, but I think there's enough chief pitchers on the slate to where you can make it work. Uh, no interest in the White Sox hitters. We both agree on that, right? Yeah, no, that whole White Sox team, I would just fade. Garbage. Yeah, just play Colin McHugh if you're going to do anything as far as, like, you know, uh, anything that has to do with the White Sox. You should be targeting the pitcher against them. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We've got the Minnesota Twins uh, in Milwaukee against the Brewers, one of the best uh, hitting environments in the league. We've got Bartolo Colon. Bartolo, I'm going to come out and then throw a complete game for you guys out of nowhere. Uh, Cologne, uh, that was just fascinating, by the way, the fact that he threw a full complete game and uh, got the win. But, uh, but yeah, uh, he's going against uh, Brandon Woodruff, this uh, nice young kid who has, you know, had some good minor league stats, came up. I, I played him for cheap when he, uh, in his last start, he did really well, which was nice. Uh, they still got him at pretty cheap at 5.9, but the thing is, he's got a tough matchup here against Minnesota. Uh, what do you do with the pitching here? Do you, obviously, you fade Bartolo, right? But do you play Woodruff at this price tag? Yeah, so this is why I don't want to play this Wojciechowski guy, Josh. Like, I have Woodruff down here, man. Like, this kid, uh, man, he was uh, pretty pretty good against uh, Tampa Bay. Again, that's Tampa Bay, right? They're a team that can strike out a lot. Uh, but they're also a team that's been hitting the ball really well this year. And uh, I, the Twins offense is not an offense I love to always attack, but... Um, I don't know, man. I think this is just a really good spot for Woodruff. Like, I, I, I'm a huge fan of him. I get it's not the best, uh, it's not the best ballpark for him, right? Like, that's obviously something that's a little concerning. But, uh, and this sample is small, right? We have 12 plate appearances, uh, and, and then uh, against righties, and then 15 against lefties. But 25% Ks against righties, 20% against. Uh, lefties, uh, walk rate has a, you know, 8.3 and 6.7. So it's not, not amazing. Um, but, um, it's not terrible. Uh, so I just think this is a really good spot for him, man. The, like the two power bats that we're worried about are righties and Snow and Dozier. Travis, uh, this, Travis, yeah? not to cut you off, but the most important thing about this matchup, man, look at that team strikeout rate for Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Against righties, 30.4%. <laughs> yep. You're hundred percent right. I was just about to get there. Yeah, I'm I know. sorry. It's, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just, it's, no, so, it's so exciting but, to see like a 30% strikeout rate. That's insane. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, you're right. And like, I know there's like a park where for good lefty power, but like, what's the lefty power really worried about? Like, yeah, Max Kepler's power here. Yes, he does. You're right. Uh, Joe Maurer, if he hits one out, I'll just take the L. Uh, I mean, that guy does not hit home runs. Uh, Escobar, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of power. Eddie Rosario, yeah, he had a three-home run game once, but I'm not always as worried about Eddie Rosario hitting home runs off me. And then Jason Castro, he is actually a catcher that has some pretty decent pop. But um, I'm a big fan of Woodruff tomorrow. Uh, I, I think he's a really good guy to consider in tournaments. I just think there's tons of upside there. And uh, at that price tag of 5900 uh, I'm just a huge fan of him. So I'm definitely going to get some exposure to him. And, hey, what's better than having a mark matchup against Bartolo Colon, right? Uh, he should have a lot of uh, a lot of offense behind him to help make him feel comfortable with a lead, I would assume. I'm, I'm sure that the uh, Milwaukee Bats will get to them. So uh, full fading the uh, you know Bartolo Colon, obviously. Uh, 
again, there's some of these uh, twin bats I wouldn't hate getting as one-offs, right? But I don't think I'll end up doing it because I think I'll have a lot of Windruff exposure in tournaments just because of the upside at that price tag. I just think there's tons of prop potential. And then uh, the, the the Brewer side of the ball, I just love. Uh, I think they're another great offense that you can get exposure to, right? Um, we got Thames at 3700 Put him in the first base, put him in the outfield. I think that's a great price tag for him. Tons of upside there. Uh, you know, if Sogard is in there, VR, then you can get exposure to them at second. They're pretty decent pr price tags. Travis Shaw, 4400 That's not a bad price tag there. Uh, I wish it was a little little lower, but I still, still think that could maybe keep some people off him because of that price tag. Uh, Orlando Garcia is a guy who's been absolutely just crushing it. Like, I don't know what's going on, but he's just, you know, last uh, four games, he's got a 14-point fantasy game and a 27. Like, he's just a guy who's been absolutely smashing the ball. And in that ballpark against a guy like Cologne, I, I don't hate him. And then Ryan Braun is only 4300 Like, that's crazy. Domingo Santana, uh, he batted first the other day. I don't know if he'll get that spot again, but if he does for 3900 that's great. And Keon Broxton, he's another guy that has some pop he'll be hitting down the order way to be contrarian and for 3900 he has enough pop in his bat where i think he's uh an interesting guy to take and uh, he's been hitting the ball pretty well recently so like i love this uh this brewer side of the ball i think it's really uh really interesting uh team to attack tomorrow against bartolo obviously a lot of people are gonna think that right uh but um you know they're one of my favorite stacks for a good reason because it's bartolo cologne yeah, there's two things that concern me about Woodruff. Now, obviously, I love that 30% strikeout rate that uh, you know Minnesota has, and, and of course, um, you know Woodruff, young prospect with lots of strikeout potential. Um, they put up 11 runs last night. You know, they they hit the ball really well, and uh, granted, that was against Matt Garza, who's absolute garbage. But um, you know, the bats seem to be clicking, and you know, they continued to put up runs throughout the game. Uh, and also that that park downgrade, man. Like you know, that's just another thing that always concerns me is whenever games in Milwaukee. But other than that, yeah, you you kind of have to like Woodruff here, right? This price tag, especially like on DraftKings for five point nine, you're not going to find a guy in that price range that you like better. So uh, I think that he opens up a lot of cap for you to get those Houston Astros bats in. So and uh, and uh, again, agree on the Bartolo fade, and definitely agree on the Milwaukee bats i think the milwaukee bats will have a huge game here so definitely make sure you get them into your lineups uh let's move on to the next to last game here on the slate we've got the kansas city royals in st louis against the cardinals eight and a half run total for this game that's the over under uh slight favor going to the cardinals at minus 122 on the money line we've got mike leak going against trevor cahill cahill um you know trevor cahill is a guy who we liked earlier in the season and uh, has kind of not really been performing as well since he's moved to Kansas City. And Mike Leake, just not a strikeout upside pitcher. So uh, what do you do here, Travis? Yeah, oh, man, like, ah, I hate this game. Can we just, like, scratch it off? Like, I just uh, – I. I just don't know where I want to go with this. Like, it just it doesn't seem like a super appealing game. I, I think I'm just going to end up passing on it, right? Like, uh, we just have, like, two guys that, you know – ground ball type guys guys that don't get like blown up uh completely normally like i mean they can right like it's baseball they can easily get blown up it's uh it can definitely happen but they're both ground ball guys in a ballpark that's not an amazing hitters park uh in in st louis uh so i just think i'm just gonna pass like i can move on from this game i don't see myself needing any exposure to any of this so uh, i just think it's an easy game just to stay away from um and uh hopefully you know Fading it won't burn me, right? Uh, I know Mike Leake, I think, I'm pretty sure he blew up the last start, right? He's, I think he's been struggling recently. Uh, he didn't blow up, but no. yeah, he hasn't. He, hasn't he, he blew up as much as Mike Leake blows up. I'll put, I'll put, yeah, it, I'll yeah. put it short and simple. The pitchers are not good enough to roster tonight, uh, in this game. 
and the hitters are not in a good enough spots to play them. So yeah. for that reason, yeah, you definitely. just you, you just fade. That's it. This could be like uh, yeah. a really boring like three two game, and like you know you're not gonna. I highly doubt that we look at either of these pitchers and be like, oh, I wish I played them. And then we look at either of the hitters on you know in this game uh, on either side of this game and say, oh, I, I wish I played this offense. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, definitely gonna pass two on this game. I think the easiest way to do it is just fade it and move on, and eliminate it from um, from our player pool here that we're looking at. So. I'll uh, get rid of that game. We'll move on to the last game of the night. Now we've got the opposite here uh, as far as the pitchers go. Uh, we've got two guys that are pretty good. We've got Alex Wood against Zach Greinke. Eight and a half run total um, in Arizona. That, you know, Dodgers in Arizona here in this game. Uh, Vegas thinks there's going to be some runs scored in this game, which is interesting because, you know, it's Greinke and Wood. you think that the run total would be a bit lower. Maybe it's because it's in Arizona. But, uh, but, yeah, Travis, what do you think about this spot? What do you do here with these pitchers? Yeah, real quick, I'm just going to go back to this other game. I actually don't hate Trevor Cahill. I, uh, this just isn't a good slate of pitching. Listen, listen, listen. This pitching slate is not that great. It really isn't. Like It's 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 it's, it's one of those, like, we have not really loved any pitcher. Um, I think the only ones we've really like, liked a lot is, like, McHugh and Tanaka. Like, and that's mainly because you like them. Like, there's just not a lot of pitchers. Obviously, the next game, there's good pitchers. But there have been a lot of pitchers that we've loved. Um, I'm just going to make a case for 5,600 against a really righty heavy lineup, a ground ball pitcher who has had some good uh, games this year and has had some success and has just been struggling recently. I don't hate it. So um, yeah, uh, I, I think for 5,600 on DraftKings, it's not a terrible option. I don't think I'm definitely going to do it. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to get a, a huge amount of exposure to it, but I don't mind sprinkling it in tournaments, but I just want to note that because I don't think it's a terrible play, but yeah, let's on to the pitchers. Now, let me talk about the good pitchers that are on this slate. Uh, yeah. So for me, Alex, Wood is my number one option? I think uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's not even close. I don't think it's one of those spots, right? I am worried, right? The ballpark is a good uh, hitter's park. Uh, that's definitely something to be worried about. And uh, Arizona kind of smacked around uh, the Dodgers today. So that's, you know, seeing those bats look like Jake Lamb. Uh, obviously, he's a lefty, right? But he had two home runs uh, yesterday, and I think he had a grand slam as one of them. So, uh, But Alex Wood is just a guy that's, uh, you know, really great pitcher. Uh, he's been so, so good this year. Uh Great ground balls, which is, you know, something you want against a potent offense like Arizona, right? I mean, against righties, 58.2%. Uh, against uh, lefties, 60.4%. And in hitters parks, that's what we want. We want those ground balls. Like, reasons why I didn't like Asher is because he's a fly ball pitcher in a pitcher's park. I like those ground ball pitchers. Uh, you know, I like being able to still play them when they're in pitcher's parks because of that. Like, that's the reason why. Um, so, yeah, against righties, a 29.2K percentage against lefties, 215 and, uh, you know, against lefties, uh, Diamondbacks right now with a projected lineup, a 25.5K percentage. So, like, this is just a spot where I think Alex Wood is the best pitcher, uh, and I'm just going to play it. My 9,700 is a pretty nice discount. It's going to help me get in those bats. Then it seems like it's a slate where we want bats. Like, uh, so I just think Alex Wood is clearly the best play, uh, which, you know, you can make a case then for Granke as an interesting tournament play because he's kind of one of those guys that, you know, can always throw a huge game. He's not, not saying he's, he's kind of like Bumgarley we talked about before a little matchup proofy, right? Like he is um, just, just, just this season, Madison Bumgarner, right? Uh, and like, kind of like Zach Ranky now, like, you know, he's a guy that he can have a big outing against any team in the league, right? Like it can easily happen. Um, I don't love the price tag for him. And I think if, you know, 
be on the lookout for Jamino's own percentage. If we think Zach Granke is going to be low owned, I'm worried he won't be because uh, of the lack of pitching options. But if he was going to be in the single digits or something like that, uh, I would definitely be interested in that. But I think Alex Wood uh, at 9,700 is going to be the chalk. I think he's going to be the guy that people go to. He's treated them well this year. Um, you know, recently he hasn't been amazing. Uh, that's the one concern with him. But 9,700, uh, I like him. I think I'm going to go to the well on him. And uh, go back to the wall on him and just play him. I think he's a really good play. Uh, and uh, I think he'll be chalky. Unless I'm wrong, people end up going to Tanaka and McHugh instead. But I think uh, people will be playing Alex Wood. Yeah, Alex Wood, I know, as you mentioned, definitely top option on the slate. Uh, Arizona, you know, a team that we used to target against lefties. That now has been struggling against lefties. 25.5% uh, K percentage, as you said. You know, Babbitt at 253, which is absolutely atrocious. ISO down at 168. Such a good bounce back spot for Wood to really get back on track to throw in big games, and uh, while the park might not be ideal, um, definitely uh, something that uh, could he could balance off with with coming out and, and his skills against this team in this matchup. I think he could do do good, and that price tag on DraftKings at, at ninety seven hundred is certainly uh, a very fair price. Um, but yeah, that price tag on FanDuel at nine point three. Uh, hard to pass on this slate, especially with the other pitchers relative in the price range. Like, I'd rather pay the other extra 700 to get Wood over McHugh. So, uh, so yeah, I like Wood a lot. Uh, Granke, not not really in love with it. I mean, always has upside anytime he throws. But the problem is for me on, on DraftKings specifically is that price tag. Um, you know, at, at 11K, it's going to be hard to fit him into my lineup, especially with the bats that I really want to get and the cheaper options that I like. I think he'll throw a good game, but I think point per dollar, I could get better value out of the cheaper pitchers. Uh, 9.8K on FanDuel, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like uh, there's too many cheaper options that I think we could get more value out of. So, um, so yeah, that's that's where I am on this game. Uh, just not going to touch any of the bats on either side, though. Yeah, I think that makes sense not to touch the bats, right? Uh, it's just there's there's a lot of good offenses. I think the only bats I would touch are the um, are the Dodgers. Uh, again, I, I like Zach Greinke, and I don't want to target him. But, hey, the Dodgers are one of the best-hitting teams in the league, right? And uh, it's baseball, and you're going to get them unowned, like literally unowned. No one's going to play the Dodgers. Um, so that's just the reason. That's the case behind it. But I don't think it's going to be an offense I get a ton of exposure to, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, this is just a spot where it's going to probably be a pitcher's duel, I'm sure. And uh, I'll definitely want to be getting exposure to those pitchers on this slate. All right. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up? No, yeah, I think that's it, man. It's just a slate where the pitching is not great. Um, and uh, sorry, it sounded like we didn't really talk about tons that we liked until the end, uh, just because it's it's definitely not the best pitching slate. Uh, but uh, it's a, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a fun slate all around. And uh, excited to see what happens with uh, Gonzalez and Bartolo. Man, they're just gonna probably get blown up tomorrow. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna have so much Houston and so much Milwaukee here in my bats, but. Uh... But, yeah, uh, so that's it. We wrapped up. We covered the whole slate for you guys. Um, now, you Weekend Grind listeners know that we do a segment called The Stack of the Day where we mention our favorite stack on the slate um, where we want to get the most bats from in a tournament. So we're going to do that for you guys here on The Morning Grind before we close out the show. Uh, Travis, you ready to do The Stack of the Day? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you you want to kick it off or you want me to? Uh, I mean, we could go either way. Are, are, are you ready to kick it off? You could go ahead if you're ready. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be boring and simple, but I'm just stacking the Astros, man. Like, it's pretty simple. Uh, it might be a boring answer. You guys might not like it, right? Like, we all know to stack the Astros. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. I'm just going to jam it in people's heads because I think it's a really good idea to do. And, uh, 
you know, it's one of those things, right? Like for instance, right now I'm going to, as I'm talking, I'll plug it in, right? I'll just plug in, uh, you know, some guys plug in, uh, Marvin Gonzalez, McCann, you know, throwing out Tuve, um, then throw in Springer and Reddick, like kind of expensive guys, but that's like five guys on draft picks, right? Uh, and then if you put in like two mid tier pitchers, uh, you know, Tanaka and McHugh, uh, it doesn't really work well. So like, that's the thing. Like if you plug in those like mid tier pitchers, uh, you're gonna have to like, go like a mid tier pitcher and then like a cheap pitcher and people are not going to want to do that. Or maybe even go two cheap pitchers, right? You can go a Woodruff. You could go, you know, any, and then another guy like the seven or something like that. Uh, and then get them in. Right. Uh, I think there's ways to do it and you can fade these top tier pitchers that people might not do. Right. People might want to go to the Alex was the Tanaka's and the McHugh's and stuff. And you can just go with like two cheap tier pitchers and then just play these Astros and load up with some other bats and, Call it a day because I think it's just a day that pitching is not going to be as important. Uh, again, like I said, I like Alex Wood, but uh, I don't like Alex Wood like I like Chris Sale and Corey Kluber today. It's not like that, uh, obviously. So I think you can win with some of these cheap pitchers and go with the Astros. That's kind of how I'm feeling t- tomorrow. Uh, I just think stacking up the Astros is a smart idea, and I'll just jam it into your guys' heads to make sure that uh, just make sure that we keep doing it because uh, people say that they don't want to or, or say that they're going to. And then, you know, like I said, on Saturday, I get Josh Reddick at 6% when he was like, you know, batting third uh, and not even super expensive. Like he's super expensive today, uh, fifty one hundred, which seems crazy. Which uh, people might not play that because it's like, hey, Josh Reddick at fifty one hundred, or you know, Giancarlo Stanton, or Bryce Harper for four hundred more, or uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Like Aaron Judge for forty seven hundred. Like uh, there's just other guys that people you know probably prefer to play. But uh, yeah, that's kind of it for me. Uh, Astros are my stack of the day. What about you, Josh? I'm just gonna go to Milwaukee. We both pretty much expressed who we like on the slate. The Milwaukee slate for me, I think uh, I think they're going to get to Bartolo Colon. They get the nice park upgrade playing at home here and uh, definitely see Milwaukee putting up a ton of runs. And I agree with you on the Astros, so I'll have a ton of bats from both of these teams. So that's going to do it for us here on the morning grind. We appreciate you guys listening. Give us both the follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Uh, you know, shoot over any questions or comments you might have throughout the day. We're always here to help, and uh, we appreciate any kind of feedback you guys give us or any kind of questions you shoot our way. Like I said, um, you know, love interacting with you guys. So, um, so that's it. We'll wrap it up here, and uh, we'll be back to cover the morning grind again tomorrow for uh, Stevie PL and companies. Uh, so, uh, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, for my co host, Travis Mangone, I'm Joshua Giant. Have a great day, grinders.
not reply list I strap in for takeoff Mileage the highest I ain't with that fake form I will not sign this That vouchers like gold You couldn't shine it My house is a home You're uninvited You hide it But like it or not I'm improving 300 right here I am still cruising Yeah, hey, hey she said she sees through me, yeah And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this assuming But she said she sees through me, yeah She said she sees through me, yeah And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're going to like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool. How do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.